Hello. It's certainly been a while. I haven't did a podcast since February and it's now October. Hello. A lot's happened. I got a new house. I got a new job. I got COVID. <laughs> I'm recovering from COVID. So a lot of happy changes and a lot of suffering to get through, sadly enough. But today I'm going to talk about Saturn retrograde because it goes direct. It's already direct from the 11th of October, right? So the thing about this is even when a planet goes direct, there are still planets left behind that are in retrograde formation. So what I do is I analyse the chart of Saturn and I take note of every single aspect that is connected to your retrograde and I do a collective message. So this is what we're doing today, a collective message from Saturn retrograde. So looking at Jupiter, if you hear, if I have the sniffles, I apologise so deeply about that, <laughs> COVID and whatnot. But Jupiter talks about how it's time to take a trip, it's time to pick a holiday, it's time to enjoy time with loved ones. You should be around blessings and be around people that make you feel the most genuine version of you, the most relaxed version of you. And to have a peaceful mind during this break, is to slow down instead of speeding up with the business and here it speaks about a business of possibilities of how to make things better for ourselves our work the people around us instead of truly focusing on our own peace so sometimes being too focused on business business does not have to symbolize work business can simply be like chores like too much going on, looking after kids, looking after a home, cleaning up a home, getting things together, making time for family, for friends, for our relationships. Sometimes that can feel more like work rather than relaxation. So this is saying, this is, and whenever you do feel like that, it's time to take a break. It's time to truly do what makes you feel more relaxed. Because if spending time with friends start to feel like a chore, there's something not right there. So then Neptune here speaks about you need to make time for yourself instead of making time for yourself specifically to do a job that isn't yours. You give everything to yourself and you should be right. You should be giving everything to yourself and nothing to your job and to people that aren't your close friends. As close friends actually care about you and I can't read what I wrote here I'm sorry (laughs) I do this all the time so here I've wrote you need to give you give everything to yourself and nothing to a job and to people that aren't your close friends who actually care for you and for a job that only cares for you within your own work hours you need to stop giving everything to those people, to your job that actually does nothing for you, that will only talk to you within working business hours. That means you can only talk to them for your own working business hours because that would be fair, right? But we all know that if we did this ourselves personally, we would get in deep shit for it. We would be the ones that will be argued to, argued against. We're the bad people, right? But if then we displayed this behavior and attitude and direct it back at them whatever it is that they're throwing back at us we're the bad ones they're in denial blah 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 right 
So you need a break, go on holiday, do something fun, stop giving yourself to people that don't care and to your workplace that doesn't give a shit about you in general because they only care about you within business owners. So Palace Retrograde here then talks about using your intelligence of emotional freedom to place boundaries in work. So this seems to be all around work and business. So you need, and in every single retrograde, it always seems that we have to learn how to develop boundaries in different areas of your life, whether it's the boundaries with you of being an empath, boundaries of friendships with people taking advantage of you, or boundaries in work where you need to stop giving your all to your work and place boundaries as in you might not call in sick to work because you'll feel bad about not going in but see if but and when you're going in and you're feeling like shit they're not giving a shit about you they just care about the job getting done so take self-care by taking time off work for genuine reasons rather than going in and working yourself to death because these people do not care they might care depending on who they are to you, like are you work friends or are you not, but at the end of the day, there's work that needs to be done and if you're not 100%, they'll not care about you, let's be real. And in Palace Retrograde, it speaks about boundaries in work, boundaries on how you take on the workload in and out of work. Because sometimes we bring our work home and that should not be happening. Do not bring your work outside of work hours. You should be able to go home and feel light and feel relaxed. If you don't, then there's an issue there. There's always these issues. And it talks about how this is important for not only your growth of intelligence, but your growth of learning. To understand the ins and outs for your own curiosity to challenge not just yourself as a worker, but the job industry you are in as well as to whether or not it's an organisation you want to work for, as to whether or not you need to realise your role in this place and do everything you can in your role instead of doing everyone else's job and being stressed out when you should only be focused on your own job. And then Chiron here talks about acts of service. So this is related to work again. It talks about that your job is to make your life easy and better as well as your colleagues. You are not responsible to handle someone's negativity and honestly, their atrocious attitude as well in the workplace. But as a staff team, you all have the responsibility to look out for each other. As a staff team, you have a responsibility to redirect your energy to something else. This can be to redirect your energy to the purpose of your work, purpose of your work role. I like to give examples related to my work. So I work with young people, so I would be like, okay, so the purpose of my work is to be good, a good youth worker, a good childcare practitioner, to make sure I'm providing good service for young people that are enjoying themselves in youth clubs and daycares and school, whatever it is, whatever placement I'm placed in. And I can refocus on displaying good practice by safeguarding kids, all that their stuff, right? Because I think I might bore you in the ins and outs of the professionalisms of childcare. But here it does go on to say, you bring order to chaos by standing up and doing your job. Don't be silent and stating what someone else is doing is wrong. 
rise above by approaching and addressing this as a staff team rather than one person doing all the confronting as in in debriefs meeting if you're having a staff meeting just casually be like oh here I saw this happen Um, just be really careful because that can come across really badly and I don't want management shouting at you for it and shouting at me for it as well like I'm just looking out for you because I've seen shit end really badly here. Something as simple as that. It talks about it's time to be open and honest of how this one person, okay, so it seems to be like there's one person that's doing the most, <laughs> doing too much, and you're kind of wanting to say something to them, but you don't want them to take you the wrong way, and you don't want them to turn around and be like, what, you're not the boss, why do you care? We always have people in work like this, don't even worry about it. But here it talks about it's time to be open and honest of how this one person is actually affecting your ability to work effectively and professionally as well as efficiently. You need to stand up as a group when something is identified as wrong. And sometimes you're gonna to have to be the one group we have you're gonna to have to be the one person to stand up for the group bar than the group stand up together because let's be real, sometimes our colleagues are whips. And they'll just do nothing. And so then after that, your comfort zone will be threatened as no one wants to address anything, that anything is wrong out of fear. If no one addresses, people won't know that everyone is on the same side and feeling the exact same way. So it talks about talking your discomfort. Talk to people about how you're feeling. And funnily enough, Things have great time and funnily enough, if you're starting to notice and recognise things, so is other people. And those are the people that aren't saying anything to you, so this is where the group comes into play. Uranus. Uranus is talking about something different. Uranus kept talking about children and I couldn't decide if this was aimed towards mothers because it talks about motherhood. I don't know if it talks about inner child, so take this as you may. But Uranus retrograde is all about changes and liberations, and it speaks on how something is going to happen regarding a child to enable people to step up, to feel more confident, to feel more at peace, to feel more relaxed. And it talks about how something is going to be disclosed and something's going to be told to really bring in clarification and honesty and it's really going to help you pave the way of what your support what your next move is supposed to be and from this it talks about it goes into mercury retrograde right and I didn't really know if this meant home or work because it was talking about the both because sometimes people view work as home especially those that work from home it talks about how whatever is being told by a child whether that's your inner child or a physical child or a metaphorical child, it talks about how the symbolization of a child is telling you it's time to move on. This could mean to come at peace with your own mental clarity about what's going on because you already know. It could talk about mental clarity on what you need to do in your job. It can talk about you need to leave one job to go to a new one. There's a lot of different options here and it depends on how you as an individual take it because at the end of the day, this is a collective message. It is not a personal one.
I would have to read your birth chart for that. But this is talking about how it's time to move on naturally because these new experiences are coming in because you need to experience new things, potentially traveling, potentially a new job. But something's going to come up and that is for you to take advantage of this new opportunity because you need to go ahead with something in order to know where you stand within yourself. This could just mean something came up and you're on a new level of yourself, a new understanding of yourself, self-development, we love to see it. Or it can mean physical, as in traveling, job, house, marriage, whatever it is that looks like for you. And now Mercury Extended talks about children, children empower you. So this is talking about someone, whether that's you, you are empowered by children. And I believe this is towards mothers. This is the part that's towards mothers, mothering hands or people that work with children. Because you could also be seen as a mother in that sense. Or if you have nieces, nephews, grandsons, grandchildren, your friend has a baby, so you'll be an aunt. There's so many different variations of this. So do take this as you please, but it talks about being empowered by children. As a mother, as mothers, as mother hen, or father, I, can't, I don't know, what would fathers be called? Father roosters? Maybe, we'll keep at that because that sounds quite funny, you know? <laughs> father roosters. But as humans uh, that are nurtured by children, that sounds weird, doesn't it? I'm trying to think of ways, I'm trying to be inclusive here, but it's just not working out. Never mind. So uh, we're just going to go on mothers. Sorry to the men out there listening. But as mothers, we are empowered by our children to do better and be better. Our children reach us with reality. Our children keeps us grounded because we're faced to reality. We have to face reality because we have to feed our children. We have to provide we have to provide for other people we don't have time to get lost in spirituality we don't have time to overthink and believe in all these different scenarios and what could happen and what isn't happening and getting confused between reality and non-reality our children when reality seems out of reach children grinds us and for some reason this is talking about babies this could talk about miscarriages this can talk about pregnancies, this can talk about physical children you have around you already, whether you are a youth worker, a childcare practitioner, a teacher, if you, I'm trying to think of other industries that involve kids, like summer camps, whatever. It talks about physical children, a job, an invention of business. So I don't know what this tiny three sentences are, but I have baby, physical children, job invention of business and beside that I have time out to be with children it's a wake-up call there's manage there's massive communication and reconnection on child's terms that could be seen as reconnecting with your inner child he knows he knows but the end thing of this is supposed to be changes are going to happen there's going to be a change of circumstance to better the people around you when you are disconnected from reality, when you're too far gone to see the damage you've, the self-damage you've done. So when changes happen, obviously there's changed circumstances, there's changed environment. And 
you need to go with the change because the new people that are being brought to you is going to help you when you're disconnected from reality because there's too much going on. And sometimes when we are too far gone from reality, we kind of do a lot of self-damage as in overthinking, being paranoia, debating whether or not we're doing the right thing. Like at the end of the day, we are always the ones that reflect, that inflict a lot of stress onto us and we can make ourselves unwell. So this is what, this is kind of connected to the opportunity we're talking about of a new opportunity, take it because you need to go, do you need to take this opportunity in order to know where you stand within yourself to be able to grind yourself a little bit more because you're gonna meet new people you're going to meet better people that are going to help you grind yourself when you really need to. And the end sentence I have here for Mercury Retrograde is very much, you have to be far gone in order to see what's wrong with you. It does get worse before it gets better. Important conversations are going to be had. Hopefully you don't get too downhill. But sometimes in order to see where we went wrong, we have to hit rock bottom. We have to feel regret. We do have to feel shame. Even though it's so hard to feel shame and guilt and embarrassment, we, uh, but it's human because it means that we've noticed that we've done something wrong to ourselves and to other people. So that is where the self-improvement starts to kick in because you're recognizing the emotions associated to knowing that you've done wrong. So then it's time to place action on how to handle your emotions, how, to ha how, do, how do you move on from doing really negative things to yourself and to other people, saying negative things, you know? And the last retrograde we have for this daily message, uh, not daily message, what is it, like monthly? Retrogrades are weird, but Ceres Retrograde talks about Ceres, Ceres, do I know how to pronounce it? No, all I know is that it's an asteroid and it's spelled C-E-R-E-S. So if you want to look into more into that, there you go. But Ceres speaks on a return to motherhood is needed to be able to return to the position you created in the community. This is a transition with a rocky start back to what I was saying about self-destruction mode and you need new things. You're gonna go back into the community, not really an old community, but you're gonna slip back into your old role as being a member of society, citizenships in the community. I feel like a youth worker because I'm talking like that in my assignment, in my university assignment. I just wanted to like praise myself for that. But this is a transition with a rocky start, but it's gonna be natural for as long as you want to work from it. Your vulnerability will be tested for you being stubborn. Your vulnerability has been shown in self-destructive behaviors, but there is a new vulnerability in mending bridges and atoning for mistakes made that you made. You were once a teacher who was a great mentor for the community. That is an important identity that you have worked hard to create and to prove to yourself and others. Regain that identity, make up for what has been done because in Venus, it talks about to get back into the community, to get back in step with yourself, in line with yourself, you need to take a, st a step back and show appreciation for what has been done in your absence. 
you betrayed who you call work, who you call your family, your friends. So you need to show appreciation for them because they stepped up when you couldn't. You need to learn to step back in order to regain power because there's power balances there. You, in order to regain power, you need to see where you've gone wrong and uplift yourself through that by atoning for your mistakes. And it speaks on how naturally you never run out of things to say. So start making what you say positive. Make what you say count for things instead of pointing out the obvious, instead of pointing out wrong things people are doing and just getting up people's assholes basically because if you're truly atoning for your mistakes you should not be directing your attitude in that way towards people that have stepped up and been there for you and been there in your absence while you were going out doing god knows what it talks about how you are smart you can come across as manipulative you don't fall back on your manipulative tendencies or history will repeat itself. This will happen time and time and time again. There is a feeling of nothing will change and you will revert back into your old ways eventually because you're too comfortable. You find being manipulative was fun, but you are, a gen like you are genuinely a nice and caring person, but you learned how to use that to get yourself ahead, to get further in a manipulative way. And that is seen even when you think you have it well hidden, you are seen, you will be seen as a manipulative person, so it's time to atone for your mistakes. That was quite heavy. No, not heavy, but I feel like that was quite passionate in just saying, listen, you can't do wrong because you will get caught out, so you might as well be genuine or just leave. There's no point in you being around people that care about their jobs that care about their relationships and the people that they're working with and their family and their friends, when you're out there using your personality to manipulate other people, that's just wrong. That's just sad. And it's coming from a place of self-worth. It is. At the end of the day, it is. There's a lot of personalities in this collective message. I would say there's about two. I want to say two, but I feel like two and a half, three. But I'm going to go with two. So there's two different personalities in this reading. It's up to you to listen to this podcast and to to realise which category do you fall in. Do you fall in the last part? Do you fall in the first part? Or do you fall in both? I hope you have a good retrograde season. I'll reconnect with you all soon. Have fun on this lovely... Well, it's really light. Sorry, it's quite shite. But it's peaceful. Rain's peaceful. We're going to be positive. Rain is peaceful. I'm going to go and watch Grey's Anatomy and drink tea. So, see you later.